This is Derek Pauly, a.k.a. Volley Pauly, from the Pauly's Pickens Podcast, and you're listening to Tap Outs and Touchdowns. That's right, everybody. It's another wrestling episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns. As always, it's your guy, Bully Ryan, for our wrestling episodes. PJ Steven. PJ, what's going on, bud? Man, you know where I'm at. I am live here in Las Vegas, Nevada. We are with our good friend Joseph David here, and we are seeing New Japan Pro Wrestling tomorrow. Well, you'll be seeing this. I don't know when you'll be hearing this. I guess on Monday. But by then, we have already seen what we're going to be seeing, and that is Fighting Spirit Unleashed live at Sam's Town in Las Vegas for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I am so excited for this. The card is amazing. We have bought this ticket, these tickets for a long time. Frick, I tried to get you out here, but you don't love me enough to do it. So I understand. So there's a couple things. First of all, on the football show last week, I said we weren't going to have a show on Monday. And right. I've, I've now lied to the audience again because although we're not live, pal, um, we are we're presenting the show Monday, uh, the same afternoon that I'll be going to Monday Night Raw from, uh, from here in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, but yeah, listen, I listen, life happens, right? And sometimes you can afford to do things, sometimes you can't. I actually was invited. I've got a very, very good close friend, uh, one of probably my oldest friend, actually, uh, is in Vegas for a bachelor party this weekend. Uh, I, I'm in his wedding. I was invited to go and told him, told his brother flat out, I just can't afford it. So, had I been able to go to Vegas this weekend for the wrestling show, I would have also been partaking in a bachelor party. So it is a double L that I have to take this week because I'm not, I'm not in Vegas or at least last week by the time this airs uh, because I didn't go to Vegas. So uh, yeah, super jealous. You're out there. Super jealous. You and Joe are getting to hang out. Uh, Super jealous of of, of a lot of things right now, but uh, as they say, life, life goes on. Uh, So a lot of fun stuff coming up in the world of professional wrestling. I told you off the air, PJ, that we always hit New Japan at the end of the show, and we're always running late, uh, and, and I feel like we rushed through it. So I wanted to take the beginning of the show. Uh, we may lose some listeners who don't care about New Japan that fast forward to it. I don't care. I want to take the time to speak on some New Japan uh, pro wrestling topics, uh, what the card looks like out in Vegas, uh, and then we're going to get into a little bit of the Super Juniors tournament, uh, tag team tournament. Uh, before we move on to AEW and WWE talk. So, PJ, I'm going to let you take it away and just kind of dive into what's going on in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. I, I'm so excited that you say that. And let, let me ask you something, if, if, or let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you're fast-forwarding through the New Japan part, you're fast-forwarding through the pro wrestling part of our talks because uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is the greatest wrestling on the planet right now. Um, and that being said, but, uh, yeah, so we are here live. Actually, jo- Joseph is just now walking into the door, which is great. Uh, we're not on camera. This is going to make for great podcasting, actually. Oh, it's going yeah, to be fantastic. This is amazing. I'm not, I'm not editing anything. This is, this, is all, this is all going straight in. As you shouldn't. As you shouldn't. Um, so, really excited. We're, uh, we're here live for uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Saturday night, tomorrow night. Uh, at our time at uh, Sam's Town. Now, what the coolest thing is, is this was just going to be a house show. It was announced that they're actually going to air 
the um, they're actually going to air the show, which is great. That's not that doesn't always happen. So I'm pretty stoked about that. The last time we were at anything that was remotely, um, you know, New Japan that was aired was the New Japan Strong Show in Charlotte, North Carolina, that we went to, which was super super fun. Uh, and of course, I uh, showed that us being on the um, us being on the the Titan Tron or whatever it was. I still call it a Titan Tron from the '90s little toy there, which is fun. But I want to get into. I don't think they ever the, changed the name. Um, like it's just the, like I think they just call it the Tron at this point, right? It's the Tron, like the yeah, big but, screen. Yeah, and, yeah, but I think it was Titan Tron because it was Titan Sports, and then and then I assume. Yeah, I that's it. So what is really cool about the show that we're seeing tomorrow night uh, from New Japan is they're. Using us as a guinea pig to put in a lot of newer talent, uh, which is really cool. A lot of guys from the New Japan Pro Wrestling Academy, the Young Lions. Um, and one guy that I want to talk about is uh, Royce Isaacs, who's a really great talent. Uh, he was a young lion. He's got the lamb chops kind of like, um, um, like Lemmy. Yeah, he's part of Team Filthy, which is great. Uh, he was born in Denver, which is super fun. But uh, he was on the New Japan's roster in 2021, but he used to work with uh, West Coast Wrecking Crew. Um, Jarrell Nelson, I think is what his name was. But um, he worked guys like J.R. Kratos, Danny Limelight, all these guys on New Japan Strong. Um, and uh, he actually also, also almost won the Strong Openweight Tag Team Champions, but that didn't happen. Um, the Munderson machine guns whipped them at Battle of the Valley. I think that was February 18th, 2023. But um, just someone that I wanted to just kind of throw out there. But they are uh, him, Danny Limelight, and Jerome Nelson are in a six man tag match uh, that will kick off uh, the event. We've got uh, Tososhi Kojima and Jeff Cobb, your boy, taking on Fred Rosser and Alex Coughlin. It's a strong open weight championship, number one contenders, fatal four away. That is terrific right off the rip right there, by the way, guys. Jeff Cobb, one of Frick's favorite wrestlers right now. Is he in your top five right now, Jeff Cobb? I don't know if he's in my top five, but I mean, as far as like as far as like like best wrestlers in the world, right? But I would definitely I, I, have I to was just, I, I was just talking about, I was just talking about current right now. I'm sorry. Like talking about like my like as far as favorite wrestlers go, I'd give him top ten. He's if there's a there's an opportunity to watch Jeff Cobb wrestle, kind of like uh, Jonah or Bronson Reed. Uh, yeah, I'm right cool. there with Jeff Cobb. Very nice. Uh, Fred Rosser is your former um, uh, IWGP, or no, well, no, he's former New, New Japan Strong World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, Alex Coughlin, of course, uh, part of the Bullet Club War Dogs. And then um, Tososhi uh, Kojima, a fantastic uh, wrestler and a legend in the making here. Uh, his last match was CM Punk at AEW there. I say legend in the making. He's already been a legend. Excuse me. Uh, little grudge match here. Tom Lawler is taking on Gabe Kidd. Also, Gabe Kidd is uh, part of the War Dogs Bullet Club. Uh, this is great here. Atlantis 40th anniversary eight-man tag team match. Uh, Atlantis Jr., Mystico, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Atlantis taking on Adrian Quest. Sobrano Jr., Rocky Romero, and Tiger Mask. Ah, the fact that I get to see, we get to see Tiger Mask live is one of the coolest things in the world. Now, I've done a few, uh, I've done a little bit of research on Atlantis. I don't know a whole lot about him, I'm being honest, which is weird for me. I know pretty much the New Japan roster. You know, they bring in guys every now and again that I have to look up. But I couldn't find a lot of things on Atlantis. But uh, what I what I what what I was able to find uh, that's a lot for me to say I suppose 
but what I was able to find was he hasn't wrestled a whole lot in New Japan. He's basically been a Mexican uh, in the Lucha, Lucha Libre, um, and they're celebrating his 40th anniversary. So I also want to mention that he would wrestled for all Japan for a lot, and he was in CMLL, which is great. I mean, you know, CMLL, if you don't know what that is, that is the big promotion besides maybe AAA for Mexican luchador wrestling. So that's going to be a great card. Can't wait for that. Uh, Julia is going to take on Hyen, who I'm not familiar with. Uh, and that's your, uh, that's her, this is going to be her fifth defense for the item or for the New Japan Strong Women's Champion uh, after she defeated um, Nightingale. Yeah, Willow Nightingale. I, th I believe that's her name. Um, Willow Nightingale. I, yeah. yeah, I thought that was right. Uh, and here comes the match. What could be match of the night for me? Hikaleo and El Fantasma are taking on Alex Zane and Lance Archer for the New Japan Strong Tag Team Champions. Hikaleo, of course, is so tall he could probably uh, scale one of these buildings here. And El Fantasma was someone that you've become a pretty big fan of. Am I right? Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't say a really big fan, but I mean, again, it's one of those guys that, you know, when I when I see him on the when I see him on the screen, when I see his name pop up. It's one of those things that I kind of pop for. Like, okay, let's let's see what we're gonna we're, what we're gonna get here. So e, yeah, ELP is man. I think he's great. Hopefully, they'll put a major title on him soon after uh, him leaving the Bullet Club, and now he's just with the um, Gorillas of Destiny with him, Hikaleo, and of course God themselves, Tama and Toa, and uh, Alex Zane and Lance Archer are their opponents here. Uh, 30 minutes, 30 minute match for the strong open weight championship. Hanare taking on your boy in his fourth defense, Eddie Kingston. Oh man, that place is going to go nuts. Channing I, Eddie. Would, I would get up and go to the bathroom as soon as his music, as soon as his face came on the screen. I'm like, oh, okay, nope, 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 nope. Like I couldn't Eddie. say nope enough. Like I really couldn't care less about this match. Oh my god! Listen, it would be a good match. Hanare is great, and so is Eddie. It's gonna be a good match, and Eddie's gonna go over. Maybe I don't know. Uh, United Hanare is gonna have the United uh, United Kingdom. <laughs> He's gonna have the uh, United Empire in his corner. So we might get, you know, we might get a new champion there. It's definitely happened, um, which I think is fun, but not as fun as what I think is gonna be the. Next match on the card, you're going to have your G1, um, excuse me, your G1 winner, I should say, and your Wrestle Kingdom main event in this match with the newest member of Just Five Guys, Yuya Yumura and Sonata, your IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, coming off his uh, victory from Evil, taking on Hiromu Takahashi, who is your IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, and your G1 winner, who I call from day one, Tetsuya Naito. Man. What a tag team match, and what a great, I mean, what a great Wrestle Kingdom main event, Sonata and Naito. Uh, any thoughts on that? Are you ready for that main event? Are you pretty happy with that? Are you Are you talking about the main event for Wrestle Kingdom or the, rest, or the main event, the, the tag team main event you're talking well, about? Well, we're not, we're, not, we're not done with this event. We have one more match after this oh. tag team match. But I so, will ask you, are, are you excited for this, for the, the Wrestle Kingdom main event? Because it's official now. It will be Titsu Naito and Sonata for the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. So I will tell you this. I am not the kind of guy who's going to call into work or, or take days off to watch Wrestle Kingdom live. But more so than in years past, I will take the time to watch Wrestle Kingdom sooner than I normally would. 
that being said, I'm very excited about this match. I think uh, I think Naito. Again, I don't want to, to foreshadow and to predict too early, but I think Naito takes it. I'm still I'm still upset. My guy Jeff Cobb didn't get the rub and get up there. Uh, but listen, anybody's better than Eddie Kingston being in the main event. So uh, so I'll take. Oh I, I, I'm I'm really I'm really excited that uh, they decided not to go really at least that heavy on Eddie. Um, and, and let let Naito take a shot. I think again, Sonata's been champion for a while. He looks good with the title on him, but I think I think Naito takes it from him at uh, at Wrestle Kingdom. So I'm uh, it, yeah, yeah, okay. You think it's Naito's time again? I honestly hope Sonata keeps it. I won't be upset if Naito wins. That's what I love about this main event. It's like whoever wins, I'm going to be happy about. And honestly, that's how most pro wrestling should be because winners don't matter in pro wrestling. Let's you know, the- really quick, selfishly. I would like to see somebody, and, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to skip past it because we're still talking New Japan. I want to see somebody with a relationship with New Japan, but from AEW, win the IWGP World Championship, so that we can watch the new the, the IWGP Championship on TV every week. That's what I, I, I want. I want somebody like, uh, what can I say his name? I want somebody like, I wouldn't say Kenny Omega, but. Um, what Jay White? I, I was just gonna say Jay White could do it uh, because you he, know because he's because he's he's barred from competing in Japan and New Japan Pro Wrestling. But what if that? And I've talked about this. What if the IWGP champion had to defend it on an AEW pay per view and Jay White wins? Let me let me uh, let me throw. I like Jay White, but let me throw you one out there. What about Adam Copeland? If Adam Copeland became your IWGP Heavyweight Champion, that's amazing. I mean, good for him. And so far, his match with Luchasaurus was pretty good. It was decent. I mean, I, it, it was. Yeah. You know, Adam Copeland's a good, Adam Copeland's always going to be good, and um, I, I I can't wait to see what he does in AEW. I also can't wait for this main event of the event that we're seeing tomorrow night. It is a sixty-minute limit for the Never Openweight Championship. Tama Tonga, who just defeated David Finley, um, is going to be taking on someone that I really love and someone who I think carried New Japan through COVID, and that is Shingo Takagi. So Tamatanga and Shingo Takagi is your main event for the Never Openweight Champion. That is a banger of a main event. And honestly, this is a banger of a card. And um, I didn't even name off all the matches. This is just the highlights. Uh, we've still got a lot of Young Lion matches and some preliminary stuff. But, I mean, is this a match that you – or is this a card that you would be excited to see? Absolutely. Like I said, I, I, I said at the start of the show that had I had, I had the means to be able to go – I would have made. I would have found a way to not only go to this AEW show, but also to partake in a in a, um, in a bachelor party. Whether I don't care how far away that the event is. Is the event taking place? What, so what? What casino was the event taking place in? This is. What do you mean? It's in Las Vegas. Yeah, but what casino was it? Ta- what, oh, what? I, think you said, I think you said City. I'm sorry. It's a Samstown Casino and uh, Resort. Samstown. So it's not even like one of like the big like Caesar's Palace or anything like. Yeah. I mean, I would have found a way. I would. I'm. I'm excited for what you guys get to see. Like I said, I'll. I'll, I'll say it again. I'm jealous of what you guys get to see. And one of these days, I will make it to a New Japan only pro wrestling show. Uh, yeah. Just you know, but but yeah, no, it's 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 amazing what you. I mean, listen, it was a house show that they've decided to go ahead and air televise, if you will, and uh, it's it's a big deal going to Vegas. Like it's Vegas is closer. To Japan than, than you know the East Coast is. I mean, even though New Japan has had shows in Charlotte and whatnot, uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's 
pro wrestling in Vegas is a big deal. I mean, they used to have Halloween Havoc from WCW in the MGM Grand every year. In the, I, I was talk, talking about that with, with Joe, how many WCW events were at the MGM Grand. We went yeah. in there just to have, you know, be in the same building that some of our favorites were. Uh, before we move on to the IWGP, or excuse me, to the New Japan Junior Tag Team Tournament here, the, the Tag League, I want to talk about someone who I'm very excited to see tomorrow, and that's Julia, who um, made her debut on October 29th. So tomorrow will be her, let's see, her six-year anniversary. Uh, she's been in the, uh, with, in the business for six years, um, day after tomorrow. So, uh, But she's a fantastic wrestler. I'm so glad that she's the uh, IWGP Strong, uh, or excuse me, the New Japan Strong Women's Champion here. Uh, she's nicknamed Beautiful Insanity. And that really tracks because she has the grace of a Kyrie Sane, but she's got the fire of a China and a Trish Stratus. I mean, she is a fantastic worker, and I cannot wait to see her tomorrow as well. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's... New Japan has, has sort of always been a company that, that has been cherry-picked by the American wrestling companies, right? I mean, you had... Yeah. You had guys like Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho in the 90s. Even uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of some. Uh, I mean, listen, uh, why can't I say his name? He's a, He was in the NWO, Masahiro Chono. Uh, the uh, the great, mean, great Chris, Muda. You had Chris Benoit. You had so many guys that uh, that came from w, the New Japan to WCW to um, participate in Starcade 95. I mean, you know, New Japan, you're absolutely right. It has definitely been cherry put. I mean, shit. You know, they had Justin Thunderliger on NXT TakeOver to take on Tyler Breeze, you know? Yeah. I mean, listen, I mean, we, we've talked about it. All the guys that come over from Japan, we sort of wonder, like, okay, so what's WWE going to do with them? Or, you know, now it's sort of that transition to, like, the guys that want to wrestle in America, they're going to go to AEW, and AEW gets crapped on because, they, you know, the, the WWE marks want to call New Japan an, an, indie, an indie company. Listen, New Japan has built stars. They have built stars to the point where other companies want their wrestlers. Absolutely. So this is this is a phenomenal opportunity for them to showcase themselves in the United States, in Las Vegas, in front of some of my closest friends. So I'm I'm super excited that you guys get to watch it, man. This is this is gonna be a fun event for y'all. Yeah, so one more time, Fighting Spirit Unleashed. We're on the road to Wrestle Kingdom. We're on the road to the New Japan Pro Wrestling Super Junior Tag League Tournament. And it is tomorrow night. The doors are at 6 o'clock. The bell is at 7 p.m. And, guys, you can actually watch this uh, on New Japan World uh, and maybe see Joe and I having a great time. It's at Sam's Town Live in Las Vegas, baby, and I cannot wait. Yeah, uh, listen, I'm, I'm hoping we get to see – because we saw you and Lauren uh, from the show in Charlotte. Or, yes, yep. or somewhere uh, years ago. So I, I guess it's been years ago now. So, yeah. Uh, listen, we we gave the biggest plug on this show, the biggest free plug we've ever done in New Japan World uh, on our last wrestling show. So yeah. I suggest you go out and watch it. There's some really exciting, fun matches that you can watch here from yeah, live in Las Vegas. You can even go back, guys, and watch stuff from Wrestle Kingdom. Watch the hour match between Omega and Okada. You can watch the amazing match, probably one of my favorite wrestling matches of all time, right behind Sting and Vader, uh, Slambury 94. And that is um, Ibushi and Nakamura for the IWGP Intercontinental Champion, Wrestle Kingdom, I think, 12 or 13. Or no, even lower than that. Uh, I think it's Wrestle Kingdom 11. But, um, yeah, just amazing stuff here. 
Uh, so moving on to uh, the latest, I'll go over the latest results because uh, we're on night four here. So I'll go over the latest results for the Super Junior Tag League Tournament from October 26th, which was last night. Uh, let's see. So Intergalactic Jet Setters, Kevin, Kevin Knight and Kushida, uh, they defeated the DKC and Taguchi, Taguchi. So now they are at six points and Taguchi and DKC are at four points. Um, Francisco Akira uh, and TJP, part of the United Kingdom, they defeated just five guys, Duki and Takamichinoku, who still got it, by the way. Takamichinoku looks incredible. But he's not doing so great in this tournament with Duki because they are at zero points. And Akira and TJP, Catch-22, are at four points. House of Torture, uh, Kanamaru and Sho, with six points, they defeated Yo and Musashi. And Musashi and Yo are at four points. Bullet Club War Dogs, Clark Connors and Drilla Maloney are at six points, and they defeated LIJ, Titan, and Bushi, who have two points. And the main event, which was incredible, Robbie Eagles and Fujita, they lost with two points, and Master Wato and El Desperado defeated them, and now they have six points. Again, Master Wato, El Desperado. That's my pick to win. So let's go over the full standings here for the Super Junior Tag League Tournament 2023. So Intergalactic Jet Setters, uh, six points. Bullet Club War Dog, six points. Master Water and Elvis Prado with six points. And the House of Torture, six points. Yo and Musashi with four points, along with the DKC and Taguchi with four points. Catch-22 with four points. LIJ with two points. Uh, Robbie Eagles and Fujita with two points. And then just five guys, Duki and Takamichinoku, they are sitting at zero points. So hopefully they get something coming up here in the next couple weeks as this winds down. Uh, with those teams that I just laid out, do you have a favorite? Do you have someone who you think was going to go over? Uh, listen, I'm with you. I think it's going to be uh, – it was Watto and El Phantasma. I mean, I, I don't – no, no, no. Uh, or El Desperado. El Desperado. El Desperado, yeah. Yeah, El Desperado. Sorry. Yeah, El Desperado, El Desperado yeah. and Master Watu, that is my pick to win, and I hope they carry it all the way to Wrestle Kingdom, uh, and they defeat Bullet Club War Dogs, Clark, Carner, Clark Connors, and Trilla Maloney uh, for the IWGP. Excuse me. God, I've said that five times today. It's hard <laughs> It's hard to distinguish that and the strong titles, because the strong yeah. titles are just New Japan Pro or, or New Japan uh, Strong. Long, yep. And then on the main, a main card, I'll say, or on the main roster, I'll say, is the IWGP. So, But again, hopefully they go to Wrestle Kingdom, they defeat the um, New Japan Strong Champions, uh, Tag Team Champions, which is Clock Carners and Drilla Maloney. That's all the New Japan news that I have. Again, I'm excited for tomorrow night. I'm excited to be in the same building with some of my favorite guys. Um, I'm excited to see guys like Tama Tonga in the singles division that I haven't seen in a very long time. I think the last time I saw um, Tama Tonga was we saw them together at the G1 uh, in New Back York. Back in New York? Which were, were Joe, were you also there? You were at the G1 in Madison Square Joe Garden? was with us. I, I remember that. Was, who did you, where'd you sit? Oh, and Mia Naji. Shout out to Mia Naji. I gotta say, Naji too is really making moves. As King Naj is making moves uh, as a really great. I guess would it be hip hop artist or would it be rapper? I think rapper. Um, I'm sorry, man. Maybe I guess both. But uh, those are really good friends of ours as well. But that's all yeah. the New Japan news that I have. I'm I'm really really excited for this tomorrow, and I'm gonna take plenty of pictures and maybe um, Frick will put some on our little Twitter page or our little X page, whatever you want to call it now. And maybe if Frick is nice, I'll get him a T-shirt. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, real quick, we're gonna take a commercial break before we do. 
Uh, go follow King Naj. Uh, King N-I-J or N-A-J. Uh, go follow him wherever you get your music, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever the case is. He's a very talented guy. I think he's up in the Seattle, Washington area now. Mm-hmm. Um, like like PJ said, he's making moves. Shout out, free plug uh, for King Naj on the show, uh, a friend friend of both of ours. Um, and yeah, it's uh, I'm hoping that you share some pictures with me that I can I can share on our on our social media at Tapouts and TDs on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Tapouts and Touchdowns. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna get into some AEW talk. And then we're going to get into some uh, some talk about what's going to take place on WWE Monday Night Raw when I get to see them live this coming Monday, October 30th. I guess it'd be today if you're listening to this show. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back to talk some more wrestling right here on Tap Outs and Touchdowns. This episode is brought to you by Carolina Business Equipment. With offices in Charleston, Greenville, Columbia, and Florence, Carolina Business Equipment can supply your copiers, computers, and printers anywhere in the state of South Carolina. Call my personal best friend, Aaron Thompson, at 843-452-8761 for a quote today, and make sure you tell him that Ryan from Tap House and Touchdown sent you. Carolina Business Equipment, you worry about your business, let us handle your technology. All right, we are back here at Tap House and Touchdowns, your guy, Bully Ride, PJ Steven. And we're going to talk a little bit of AEW for a few minutes because there's been a lot of moves getting made, a lot of things happening in AEW. Uh, they are they are approaching their next big pay-per-view the month of November, uh, which is all of a sudden escaping me at the moment. Uh, but this past week, they sort of made a big splash that I think came with mixed reviews. Sting, let's, let's talk about this for a second. Sting has has announced his retirement, and we're going to talk about that later in the show. Sting announcing his retirement and sort of going on a retirement tour. And so AEW brings in his longtime rival, the nature boy Ric Flair, is now in AEW. PJ, what are your thoughts on this? So I don't really care about Ric Flair being in AEW per se. I mean, because he's, I mean, let's be real. Like a lot of our heroes, he's he's a terrible person. Um, but I tell you, Ray Charles can see the betrayal coming. I mean, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, oh. you know, the, you know, how many times has Flair betrayed Sting? I mean, kicking him out of the Horsemen, betray. I mean, any which way, it's always been Flair betraying Sting, and it's gonna happen. I wouldn't be surprised if he aligned himself with Christian, if I'm being honest. Um, Either way, I'm very excited uh, to see Sting's retirement stuff. Sting is my favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, I've seen him as many times as I can. I've met him in Charleston at the Charleston Sports Pub. Uh, that was just amazing. Um, that was after the one that Joe and I went to where we met The Undertaker. That thanks, was... thanks, Stephen, for getting me into VIP for free. Yep, I did sneak Joe and I into VIP. If When they asked to see our wristbands, I said, all you got to do is be holding a drink and holding the thing that you're having to get signed. And when he says, where's your wristband? Just go, oh, I got him. But, you know, my hands, you know, and then just jump over the rope and you're fine. And that's exactly what we did. And it worked. That's <laughs> fantastic. That's, I, I swear to God, that's what happened. I swear. I swear. Yeah, it was so oh, I believe it, man. I believe it. I believe yeah, it, guys. It, it's know, like, you, it's like when we like, went to Orlando for WrestleMania. Uh, you know, there was, a, there was a huge line to get in the door. And shout out to Corey. Uh, Corey Hollywood. Corey, a.k.a. Hollywood Reed. He said, "Listen, this is this is what New Yorkers do. Just walk right up like you belong." And exactly. these 
These people have been waiting outside for probably two hours to get in the door, and we got in in three minutes. Yeah, like it was you, it was it, the craziest you thing. Like, you act like you belong there. Yeah, that's all you do. You just act like you belong there. But uh, to answer your question again, Sting, my favorite wrestler, as I said on this particular episode, my favorite match in the world is Sting Invader Slamboree '94. Uh, I'm I, I just I love I've always loved Sting. I've always loved the face paint. I've always loved the character. And not to mention, he's a fantastic wrestler to boot. So, um, it, black and white, yeah, Crow Sting will always be my favorite. I do love Surfer Sting, too, but I like them all. I even like Joker Sting sometimes, you know, on days that I'm getting drunk. Um, I do like but, a good Joker Sting. Do you like a Joker Sting? Yeah. Unless, I'm, I'm glad that Joe's getting involved, even from like across the room. This is amazing. This is, oh, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah. I mean, Joe, you know, Joe, Joe can shout what he wants, and I like it because it makes I it love makes it. I love it. Um, but yeah, Sting always been my favorite. Um, so I'm sad to see him go, but it, I said it on the show, you know, a little while ago that, you know, some of the things that Sting does, it's like, man, it's time to, it's, it's time to, time to shut it down. Yes. You know, and I hate to say that, but it is. Well, you said the same thing about the Undertaker and you weren't wrong about that. I was not wrong about the Undertaker at all. You weren't. So AEW's next pay-per-view is full gear. It is set to take place at the Kia Forum in L.A., the suburb of Inglewood, California. The matches that are so far, uh, I guess, posted or, or announced for this match are MJF or Kenny Omega taking on Jay White for the AEW World Championship. Uh, and then MJF is going to defend the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships against the Guns by himself due to the injury to uh to why can i say his name um his tag team partner uh, adam cole uh you've got hikaru shida defending the AEW women's world championship against timeless tony storm and then sting darby allen and to be determined against christian k luchasaurus and nick wayne let's get back to the women's match here timeless tony storm how, how do you feel about this i love it yeah it's fantastic i think it's so funny I think it works, and I I love it. I, I was just going to say, can we talk about Timeless Tony Storm for a second? Because she is doing a great job with that character. I think it's fun, and again, she can work to boot. You know, I love it. Yeah, if you haven't been watching, it's been very entertaining television. Um, you've got the likes of, uh, I mean, just everybody kind of walking around, uh, doing their own thing, and then Tony Storm kind of just shows up, and she's doing this, like, 1930s, glamour like i wouldn't call her quite marilyn monroe type but very exaggerated like classic i mean she's got the classic ring attire like the 19 like 40s and 50s like women's trunks on now despite having a, a, a dump truck down there just really fun stuff from uh from the likes of tony storm if you're not watching you're missing out uh because she's doing some really entertaining stuff she is uh let's talk about mjf for a second because the guy since kind of turning babyface here, has been thrust into this working man's champion. I mean, he's defending the championship very soon, I believe. It's I'm not sure when it's supposed to go down, but he's defending the title against Kenny Omega. If you go to AEW's website, it still shows. I think it's I think it's Collision. Yeah, so it still shows MJF against Jay White on the AEW website, but he's also getting called out by the likes of Samoa Joe. Uh, like everybody in the world is coming after MJF. How do you how do you feel about the booking that, that they're they're doing for MJF right now, especially considering that he keeps trying to call Adam Cole and he's wrapped up in the Roderick Strong stuff? 
I love it. I love it because it shows how great he is. Because think about this. He got over like Rover as a heel. And now he's over like Rover as a baby face. He did a, I mean, he doesn't, he does this donkey kick, drop kick thing. Oh, the donkey, the, the kangaroo kick. The kangaroo kick, and people love it. Love I mean, it. you can say, like, well, that's stupid. Well, the people cheering do not think it's stupid. I mean, he is over right now. I mean, by a long shot. It's not even close. Uh, I love what they're doing with the booking because, yeah, he isn't defending champion. He's defending the champion, and that's what you're supposed to do. Um, you know, take take a note, Roman Reigns. But um, it's <laughs> what happened. What happened? You that's okay? fantastic. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Just, what happened? Oh. Um, I did I say something that no one else has thought or something? No, or you, you're dead. You're dead. You're you're dead right about it. Real quick, uh, what the championship, the the defense against Kenny Omega took place that will have taken place. This past Friday, when you're listening to the show, it took place on AEW Rampage, a uh, show that also featured Santana versus Ortiz. Uh, and Kyle Fletcher taking on Kenoshka, uh, Kenoshka to, uh, to why can't I say it? Takeshita, why I cannot believe I can't say that name now. Um, and then there's a four way uh, women's match for the number one contender shot at the world title. So, um, so yeah, that, that defense will have already taken place uh, of uh, two Kenny Omega. So I'm kidding. Well, Obviously, we can't tell you what happens because we haven't seen it yet. So uh, yeah. I'm ex- I'll be excited to talk about that uh, on on the next show that we that we get to talk about it. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. AW. We mentioned Ric Flair. We mentioned uh, uh, we mentioned Sting's retirement, which we might be able to get to here at the end of the show to really kind of talk a little bit more about Sting's career uh, since he is truly calling it quits on his own terms. Um, and then we talked MJF. Uh, you know, we could talk about the tag team division, uh, FTR willingly relinquished the tag team titles in a squash match to uh, formerly known as uh, Big Cass and, um, and why can't I say absolute Ricky Starks? Uh, it's, listen, I don't, I don't know exactly what the direction is with the tag team division, but I feel like it's just sort of an, a, a, an ever-revolving door in the tag team division. Who, If you had to put the AEW tag team titles on somebody in AEW right now, do they have it on the right guys, or or do you think that there needs to be somebody else? Uh, you know, that go get goes and gets those titles off of uh, uh, Ricky Starks. As much as I want to see Jay White in the main title picture, uh, he could do both, just like MJF is. I'd put it on Jay White and Juice Robinson. Ooh, I like that idea. I if, like if, that. If it, if it was me. Well, like I said, a lot of stuff going on in AEW. We're not going to dwell but on them also, anymore. But also, I wouldn't mind having it on like Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne, kind of like an X-Pot Kane situation. Oh, I could see that. I don't know if Nick Wayne is ready to hold a title yet. Uh, well, I don't it, think he's quite ready. I don't know, man. If Dom could hold that hold that title, I mean, why couldn't Nick Wayne? That's actually really fair. I, I, like, I wouldn't mind I like, seeing I, it. I like Dom, by the way. Like, But still, you know. I wouldn't mind seeing it on um, in his... Uh, Big Bill is what he's called in AEW. I don't know why I couldn't get Big Cass out there. I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing on guys like, well, the Acclaimed. I'd love to see the Acclaimed get it back, even though they're the trios champions right now. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing it go to, you know, two guys from the House of Black. Uh, There's plenty of guys on here. Uh, You can do it with with Hook and, um, uh, what can I say his name? Orange Cassidy. Like, there's, there's plenty of combinations that you can put the tag titles on, but it just... It seems like there at one time there was like a definitive tag team division, and it seems to sort of uh, be be slipping oh, away. You know, Richie Starks and Big Bill feels like Shawn Michaels and, and, and Diesel 
Well, uh, from they're, WWE. They're already, they're already your AEW World Tag Team Champions because they defeated FTR. So, I mean, Big Bill and Ricky Starks? Yeah, I'm saying, like, it's they're, I mean, they're, I mean, yeah, they're, they're a tag team, but, like, I don't know. It felt like they were just thrown together, and it just it just happens to be working. So, um, I guess we should mention that, I know I said we weren't going to want to AEW anymore, but this this show that they had that they took that took place this past week featured a main event where Kazuchika Okada made his AEW debut teaming with Orange Cassidy taking on Brian Danielson and uh, Claudio Castagnoli. And what a match it was. It was a great match, but it's it, first of all, I don't think the right guys won. Obviously Okada didn't eat the pin. But um why uh why do you did you see the end of the show? Yeah. What it seems so anticlimactic as the cameras like everybody's sort of checking on Danielson and the, the announced team was like, all right, guys, we'll see you next week. It was super anticlimactic. I think and, I think I think they just ran out of time. I mean, I agree, I, with, I, I agree with you though. It could have been that, or I mean, it's also it's also really disappointing that Okada's debut in AEW was out viewed. By people watching Becky Lynch drop her NXT Women's Championship. Well, let me over. just say it's not his. It's not his. It's his AEW TV debut, but he was still he still debuted on AEW year uh, year prior when he came out, and then they was announcing that Forbidden Door would be that Fatal Four Way match. But this is his first AEW match. match yeah, correct. Um, I will say I did see that NXT and um, Becky losing. I think was best for business. Uh, the roll-up, though, kind of caught me off guard, which is what roll-ups are supposed to do. I didn't know how really I cared about it. But um, when it came to that or watching Okada, I mean, to me, there's no contest. You need to be watching Okada. Uh, and to the people who are saying that, you know, it didn't make any sense for Orange Cassidy to be teaming up with Okada, that it makes no sense because they have nothing to do with each other, we got to remember that Orange Cassidy is part of Chaos, the faction that Okada leads. So why wouldn't they team together? I don't yeah, think a lot of people. I don't. I don't think a lot of people understand that, and that's okay. You don't understand it, but don't, well, criti don't criticize what you don't understand. I don't think people understand it because they don't follow New Japan, which is why they need to go and subscribe to New Japan World and yeah. educate themselves on New Japan Pro Wrestling, so they can sort of get caught up with some of the storylines over in AEW. Because a lot of people didn't understand stuff that took place in WCW in the mid nineties. Well, or when you, when you tell people to go to go research it and to and to see, they, they usually they'll say something like. Well, they should just do a better job promoting it so that I'll know about it. That's fair. I mean, that's that's fair. I really don't know if I have anything to to add to that. Um, what, I, what, what I would add to it is, well, you don't need – not everything can be promoted, so put some work in for yourself. Well, AEW uh, Full Gear takes place November 18th. Uh, if you want to go and, and pay the $50 or whatever it is to go watch that show – uh, we'll probably preview it closer to the time when they've got some more matches added. Uh, similar to the way PJ and Joe are in Vegas, I will be watching a live wrestling show this coming Monday night in Greenville, South Carolina, the go-home show to WWE's Crown Jewel event is WWE Monday Night Raw. I, I say not go-home event, but go-home Monday Night Raw uh, takes place here. Uh, there's a couple of matches that have been announced. Seth Rollins versus JD McDonough. Ricochet takes on Dominic Mysterio. Zaya Lee takes on Candice LeRae. And the, re the reunion of DIY Johnny Gargano and Tomasa Ciampa 
take on the Imperium team of Giovanni Vici and Ludwig Kaiser. Do any of these matches make you make you sort of uh, wish that you were in Greenville this Monday, or does it sort of just, eh, oh well, some I typical mean, Monday Night Raw? It's pro wrestling. It's fun. It's good. Um, when it, if it comes to if it comes to like you know which one I'd rather more, obviously New Japan, but that sounds like a solid card. I mean, those are the only matches announced. I'm sure we're going to get some Bronson Reed stuff in. I'm sure we'll get, we're going to get something from from uh, from Gunther. But obviously, you want to you want to keep guys healthy going into the pay per view, uh, the WWE's Crown Jewel event that's going to take place Saturday from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, but listen, uh, I'm not trying to sell tickets because the tickets aren't cheap. But not very often does Raw come to Greenville. SmackDown has been here twice. Uh, we had, what was the last wrestling show? We were, AEW Dynamite came here before a Monday Night Raw was able to come back to Greenville. So, listen, I'm excited. It's the day before Halloween. Obviously, if you're listening to this on Monday, the show is tonight. I'm still debating my, my Halloween costume is going to be that of one Cactus Jack. Uh, my wig came in today before the recording. It looked so, good, too. It looked really um, good. So I'm I'm gonna go try to find something to darken my beard a little bit, and then and possibly find some better fake like fake blacked out teeth uh, to to finish the ensemble. Uh, listen, I'm always the guy that makes fun of the marks that 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 go and cosplay to wrestling shows. PJ, should I should I forego the Halloween costume the day before Halloween, or should I just rock my Cactus Jack costume one more time? Rock it, man! I almost wore a Bret Hart uh, my Bret Hart costume to this. I just forgot it. You're the second person that's told me to wear it. I think I'm going to do the shirt and the flannel with the wig, but with jeans and, like, shoes and not sweatpants. I Something, like, wrestling fans already get a bad a bad reputation about the way that they, the way that they, they just don't care about taking, like, keeping up themselves. And uh, the word I believe that gets thrown around a lot is musky. Um, yeah. they, they get made fun of for not showering and whatnot. And I feel uh, like they uh, show no, up uh, musty, not musty, 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 musty. Yeah. Well, either way. Um, I, I, I feel like if I show up to a wrestling show in sweatpants, even if it is a, a you know, a, a cosplay type deal, I'm just going to fit in as one of those marks that I normally make fun of. I'm definitely not bringing a title because you know, the rule, if you bring a title to a wrestling show, you must defend it on the spot. The 24 seven rule. If you bring a championship title to it to a show, wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah, that's why I try to always bring my IWGP Heavyweight Championship to shows because nobody knows what the hell that is. So, yeah, it's fantastic. I, I, you know, I just need to start bringing like somebody in a referee shirt with me. And so when I see a guy with a title, I've got my referee right here. I'm like, listen, dude, it's on. You're the more on the bright. Your title, let's go. Uh, just knock him out and take his belt. Um, that'd be, that'd be pretty sweet. Yep. Uh, PJ, we are going to take one final break. We're going to come back, and we are going to discuss WWE's crown jewel event that play, takes place Saturday, November 4th. I'll get to watch, hopefully watch that with our buddy Dingo, who will be in town uh, from all the way down under in Australia. Uh, we're going to talk about crown jewel and then probably get into some more sting talk to close out the show when we come back right here on Tap House and Touchdowns. Established in 2008, one Stop Repairs in North Charleston, South Carolina is your one-stop shop for all of your electronic repair needs. Specializing in cell phones, tablets, computers, laptops, and game consoles, 
One Stop Repairs offers reputable and quality service with the quickest turnaround time and the most competitive prices in the low country. You can find them on Google with an exceptional 4.9 star rating or on Facebook by searching for One Stop Repairs. Call for a quote today at 843-343-6310. That's the number one, One Stop Repairs. Because he's American made. I was going to say, Q uh, PJ so coming good. back for break singing American made. Oh my I don't God, think, I love that. I love it so yeah, much. I don't think I'm ever going to get old. I don't think it's ever going to get old. It's uh, good stuff. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the show. Billy Rye, PJ Steven, talking to you about WWE Crown Jewel. It takes place November 4th. 2023 from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia at the Mohammed Abdu Arena. Uh, there's only been six matches announced for this card, but some big names. Uh, one of the reasons I, I kind of I'm, I'm looking forward to going to Raw is to potentially boo the crap out of Logan Paul if he shows up. Um, yeah. So uh, let's let's go through the card here. Um, John Cena blatantly called out his own record that he has not won a singles match on television since 2018. He is going to go one-on-one with Solo Sokoa. I know how much you you despise John Cena and that you think he's one of the worst wrestlers of all time and insert other opinion about John Cena here. I know we t- we've talked about on the show about what they did with Seth Rollins creating another Super Cena. Do you think they would be doing a disservice to Solo Sokoa if they let John Cena finally go over again? Absolutely. It makes no sense for John Cena to go over. When you said, when you, actually, when you said that, uh, um, you know, he's been called out or he was calling out, I thought you were going to say calling out his spots because that's all he does. Uh, <laughs> no, I think, I think, I, hate I, you. I think, I hate I, you so much. I know, I know, I know. You like it, you like it, you like it. Um, so, yeah, I think that there's, it makes no sense for Johnston to go over. It's got to be Sola Sokoa. To me, he's the future. Get the get him out of get him out of my ring. Get him off my TV. Joe just came back from a smoke break, and all he hears is me just like crapping on John Cena. Dude, it's just get him out of here. He doesn't need to win a damn thing anymore. And so, yeah, it is a disservice to answer your question in long form. All right. Uh, I mean, listen. I'd like to see Cena go over uh, so then he can ride off back to the sunset. Uh, his show Wipeout is coming back. Uh, there was It was funny when they had NXT and WWE on at the same time and Cena was on NXT. Um, they, there, was a, there was a meme that went around the internet about John Cena being on both shows at the same time because they were doing an ad for Wipeout returning at the same time that Cena was, was on, on NXT television. So like the Rick Rude effect of NXT and Dynamite. So that's a little fun. A uh, fun fact. Uh, another match on the card: Cody Rhodes taking on Damian Priest. Uh, a funny, I guess, a funny little coincidence about this: Damian Priest used the crossroads as his finisher until Cody Rhodes' return yeah. to WWE. So this is like the uh, this is the the battle of crossroads. And I wonder if we're going to see Damian Priest hit that on Cody Rhodes. I don't think Cody Rhodes loses this match, but it'd be interesting to see if he lets if he lets Damian Priest hit that move again. Uh, Co- uh, PJ, what do you think about this match between Cody and Damian Priest? I actually think it would be a good match. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Damian Priest should have some good chemistry. Uh, I would love to see Damian Priest hit a crossroads on Cody. I do think Cody's going over, however. But I yeah. think this should be a good match. Uh, let's see. A fatal five-way match for the WWE Women's World Championship. Rhea Ripley defending against Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark, and Raquel Rodriguez. I think this was just WWE's 
Vale attempt to get women on the show and just get it out the way in one match. I don't see Rhea Ripley losing in this match. Uh, PJ, who do you think eats the pin in this match? Nia Jax. I think that I would think, be incredible. I think I think she'll eat the pin. It'll be good storytelling. Um, or she's either going to eat the pin or she's going to go over. I think. Um, I you know is this the most amount of women who have been on a car a Saudi Arabia card or has there been a tag team match at a singles match somewhere? Ah, uh, that's a good question. They've they've had two singles matches in one show before. I think this might be the most when you have five women. So I'm not sure, but uh, I will stand by that. I think Nia is either going to eat the pin or she because it's not elimination or anything. So I, I think Nia is going to eat the pin or she's going to go over. I'm I'm glad that you mentioned elimination because I feel like this match could have been booked better if you made it a fatal five wave elimination match and you get to see him go out one by one because uh, you really could have built somebody there, right? Like you could have built that Rhea Ripley went over on every single woman in this match. You could have built that like. You know, Nia Jax took out everybody, and then Rhea Ripley came in and, and snuck her, snuck you know, snuck the win out. Like, I I don't like the the fatal four way and the fatal five way matches where they're not elimination. Uh, tri- triple threat match is fine. Like, I'll I'll take that all day. But I don't I don't like this idea that like it's a fatal five way and you could lose the you could lose the title not getting pinned. Adding logic to illogical situations, uh, you know, nevertheless. Um, next up, I say next up on the card, we've got a United States Championship match. Again, another another WWE event where the WWE United States Championship is being defended, but not the Intercontinental title. Rey Mysterio defending against Logan Paul, and the heavy rumors are that Logan Paul is walking out of Saudi Arabia with the United States Championship. When you hear that, do you think that Logan Paul loses and then just beats up Mysterio and takes the title and leaves? Or do you think Logan Paul is actually about to win the United States Championship? Logan Paul might go over. I don't want to see it. I think it's dumb. But it yeah. he might he might go over. Joe disagrees with me. I know. I, I agree. I think he's going to go over. I don't want him to. Yeah, okay. Joe, Joe also agrees that that Logan Paul might go over. But uh, I think it's dumb. Um, I Yeah. Listen, who would be a worse United States champion David Flair or Logan Paul? Well, let me throw another one in there. Steve Mongo McMichael. Who's your worst who's your worst United States champion out of those three? It's hard to say because Logan Paul's a terrible person, but he could work. Yeah, that's not fair. David Flair can't work. Mongo couldn't work. Logan Paul can work. Logan Paul can Logan Paul can can backyard wrestle on a trampoline. I could backyard wrestle on a trampoline when I was seventy pounds lighter. Okay. Speaking of backyard wrestling on a trampoline, can I tell? Can I say something? We saw. No, you can't say anything. This is a podcast. You know, we, we saw this. This this is real life, Frig. Are you ready for what I'm about to tell you? No, we, not at all. We were we were walking to a gas station in Vegas, and we saw a random dude with like three bags in his hand. Stop what he's doing. In one motion, drop his bags and do a flat back bump on the sidewalk and pop back up. That's, I'm gonna, that's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it again. I In know, one I, motion, I, I, he dropped his bags, took a flat back bump on the sidewalk and popped back up. Grabbed his bags and kept walking. He didn't ask you if you wanted some yayo as you walked by. That's, no, that's he just the last took time. A flat, he just took when, a flat back bump. When Joe and I went to Vegas, I quickly discovered what Yayo was. Um, it's probably inappropriate for the show, but I didn't know what it was. 
And we were walking through from a casino to a casino when this guy happens to be like, hey, guys, y'all looking for some yayo? And Joe was like, nah, man, we're good. And I'm like, what is he talking about? And he informed me, and I was like, yeah. Um, I've never been propositioned by a random stranger about, um, about yayo. Uh, if you don't know what yayo is, look it up. I'm not going to be the one to educate you. Uh, your uh, parents should do a better job. Frick said that uh, he learned last time he was in Vegas with you that he learned what Yayo was from that guy that offered it. So ask him what happened earlier. Oh yeah, happened earlier. let's hear it. Joe, Joe got Joe got profiled because we were walking through the casino and these like three like white bread jock motherfuckers that probably still live with mommy and daddy came up to Joe and said, "Hey, do you know where we can get some party stuff?" And Joe's like, "Shut no. up." Yeah, I swear. Oh, I'm not cutting that out either. I'll, I'll let everybody hear that f bomb drop. I'm, I'm totally oh, I forgot. I, I forgot. <laughs> it's okay, man. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's real life. Yeah, and they um, just they just pro. And by the way, I'm walking through Vegas with my long hair, my jacket, like every like my my spiked up vest and everything. But they were like, "Not him. We'll go to the brown one." <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get freaking canceled, PJ. God, that's, that's what so it is. That's what they said. Joe's no, right I'm, here. He Joe's right here. He is brown. He's I'm told me to say that. No, I listen. I'm. I, I think it's. I think it's hilarious. Uh, so, but we're gonna we're gonna try to find a way to move on with the show here. Uh, we got two more matches left to talk about. Both the world titles are on the line in this card. Let's start off with Drew McIntyre taking on Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, it is it is rumored that Drew McIntyre still does not have a contract. Uh, extension worked out with WWE, although they're working on it heavily with him. He is finally coming out and 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 sort of you can sort of start seeing the the wheels turning as far as a potential heel turn coming for one Drew McIntyre. Uh, you know he's he's actually finally you know talked about it on television that he carried the company with the world title through the pandemic. Yes, and he, he never felt like he got the true respect for it. I don't see we I don't think we see. Seth Rollins lose the title here to Drew McIntyre. Uh, but what say you? Are you excited about watching this match? And do you think Seth Rollins continues to run uh, on this super Rollins reign? I think the match will be will be very well done. You've got two really talented workers in there in Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre. I think that they'll have great chemistry, do a great match. That being said, it probably will be Rollins going over. I mean, you know, they're they're really pushing Robin or Robin. Uh, they're pushing Rollins through here. I mean, they're they're trying to make him your working class champion so that Roman can still take that time off, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I I think Seth Rollins still goes over. We get we we get a uh, a reversal of the Claymore and a uh, a stop, and that's it. All right, you mentioned Roman Reigns. More than likely, will be the main event of this show defending the undisputed WWE Universal Championship against the guy who, uh, what's what's his, how does his catchphrase go? That with everybody saying L.A. Knight, yeah, uh, PJ, L.A. Knight's not the guy that takes the title off Roman, right? No, it's not. Unfortunately, it's not. Uh, it should be. But could you imagine if that happened? I mean, could you imagine if it was Rollins losing to L.A. Knight in Saudi Arabia? It's not going to happen. The but the problem, the problem is that the Saudis love Roman Reigns so much that we might, if 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 Roman were to lose to LA Knight in Saudi Arabia, there's a chance that we would have a repeat of what happened a few years ago, where talent weren't allowed to leave. Yeah, 
I think that's why they started doing the shows on Saturday. So that if they do run into some travel issues, that they can they can hopefully work it out by Sunday. On top of the fact that potentially, like, you've only got all of, what, 15, 15 performers on the show right now. So you could still put together a show without having half of your roster not back in the States. But, yeah, listen, I still think Cody Rhodes takes the title off Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 2024. I don't know. I think LA Knight could potentially take the title off of Seth Rollins uh, somewhere down the line. I don't, I, I mean, listen, you don't put a rocket on the back of LA Knight and then kill his push with a loss to Roman Reigns. This isn't yes, the end. Yes, you do. No. That's exactly they, what you do. No, I think, I think that, because as of right now, and they've already, it's been very, made very clear, and, I, and I'll, I've been on record many times saying this that The Rock will not be wrestling Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Everybody wants it to happen. It's not going to. The, Rock is, too, the Rock is too busy. Uh, it's my understanding they're going to be starting to film the last uh, Fast and Furious movie. Uh, that if, a spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, The Rock, despite having disputes with, with half the cast, made an appearance, made a cameo at the end of the last Fast and Furious movie. Um, the Rock is just too busy. Uh, to go to WrestleMania. But as of right now, the Vegas odds on favorites to win the Royal Rumble lie with one Dwayne The Rock Johnson and LA Knight. I think LA Knight loses his match to Roman. And I truly believe that LA Knight is the one that, that wins the Royal Rumble, challenges uh, Seth Rollins to the title at WrestleMania, wins the title off Rollins. Meanwhile, Cody Rhodes is eliminated last in the Royal Rumble by LA Knight. But, you know, some elimination cha chamber type stuff happens and Cody Rhodes gets to to challenge Roman Reigns and finish his story, which they are beating into the ground over on Monday nights. Uh, PJ, we got a couple minutes left. I know we wanted to talk a little bit about Sting. We're actually going to, uh, we're going to, on this show, we're going to finish our 1997 series at some point. And when we do, we're going to probably do an episode dedicated to the career of Sting, maybe, maybe a, a two or three part series talking about the career of Sting. Um, I know you said he was your favorite wrestler. Your favorite match was Sting Vader. Was it back, uh, Bash to the Beach, Great American Bash? Oh, no, um, it was uh, Slamboree 94. Slamboree. Slamboree. I apologize. So I'll, I'm going to give you my my favorite Sting moment as he as he is getting ready to ride off into the sunset. Um, well, not Maybe not my, not my favorite Sting moment, but the first thing I remember seeing Sting. Uh, I, it's, I've been on record before saying that my first memory of pro wrestling was watching Macho Man Randy Savage debut on WCW Saturday night. Um, and not long after that, we got to see Sting, the surfer Sting, as he's starting to let his hair grow out a little bit. So my yeah. introduction to Sting was not quite the flat top blonde, maybe a little bit with a rat tail Sting, but it was the tag team championship run he had with Lex Luger was my introduction to Sting. And then it was the NWO to Crow Sting. Uh, and so I remember... My, I'll give you my probably my favorite in-person memory with Sting involved. WCW Uncensored 1997 took place at the North Charleston Coliseum in, in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, the main event was like an NWO versus Four Horsemen versus WCW main event, something like that. It was oh, yeah. a big tag team match. And I remember my cousin DJ took me to the show, and Sting came down from the rafters, you know, when he rappelled down, and it was the first time since the whole thing happened where he, you know, he'd gone to the black and white that he actually embraced some of the WCW wrestlers, including 
one Lex Luger. And so I remember my cousin going back uh, to my mom when we got home and saying, he kept saying, Sting chose his side. He chose his side. I had no idea what was going on, but Ryan was having a blast. And so it's one of my favorite, one of my most fondest wrestling memories uh, was that night. And it involved Sting. Uh, I, I'm probably in the minority of the fact that I loved Sting's Joker Sting. Yeah. Uh, more, more than most, I liked his Joker Sting more than let's say his NWO Wolfpack sting, uh, more than his main event mafia sting. So um yeah, I think we should I I, I think we'd be doing him a disservice. Uh I know we, you know, we kind of gave our favorite moments, our favorite matches and that sort of thing, but I think we'd be doing him a disservice if we didn't give him more than like five minutes at the end of a show to talk about him. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I figure we'll do like a little bit of just channel, channeling uh, through Sting's career, maybe a three to four part series if you guys are into it. Like I said, we're we're closing in on the 97 series. I know you guys have been enjoying that. It's really, really cool to hear you guys comment about that. Um, speaking of 97, I want to touch a little bit on that uncensored, uncensored pay-per-view because I don't know if you remember, but uh, the opening match was Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero. Oh, yeah. Another disqualification for the United States heavyweight champion. That wasn't a fantastic match with Dean Malenko going over. But do you remember what the third match was? Oh, man. I do remember that this pay-per-view was the one where Randy Savage brought out the, the Playboy magazine with Kimberly Page in it. And this kick started the Randy Savage DDP rivalry. Yeah. I do not remember what the third match was to the show. It was Ultimo Dragon taking on Psychosis. And that match only went, I think, like eight or nine minutes. But, man, it was fantastic, fantastic stuff. You also had Harlem Heat uh, uh, with Public Enemy as well uh, in a Texas Tornado match. But um, Prince Iakea defeated Rey Mysterio Jr. for the uh, WCW World Television Champion in a match that Rey Mysterio carried the entire time. I remember that. But the match that you were talking about was the NWO. It was uh, Hogan's Savage National Hall, and Dennis Rodman was there. Yep. And they beat Team Piper, which was Piper, Benoit, McMichael, and Jarrett. Talk about getting the short end of the stick with McMichael and Jarrett. Good God. And the Team team WCW was just Lex Luger, the Giant, and Steiner. Uh, and then that w- that match was 20 minutes long, and then you had um, you know the ending with Hogan actually going over using Dennis Rodman uh, throwing him a can of spray paint. So yeah, uncensored 97, great pay per view, and I'm glad you got to see it live. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, man. Listen, uh, PJ, we're up against it. This has been really fun. I uh, I know y'all have more important things to do out in Las Vegas. It is it is pretty early there still for you. It's it's almost my bedtime here on the East Coast. Um, anything you want to shout out uh, before we sign off here tonight? Shout out to my man right next to me, Mr. Joe. Thank you very much for coming with me on this trip, flying all the way here so I don't have to watch New Japan all by my lonesome since you wouldn't come out here. Uh, <laughs> no, Joe was my first guy I called. Besides my wife, you know, Lauren couldn't make it. So I was like, let me call Joe, man. I got to call Joe, see if he can make it. And uh, we went from there. So shout out to him. Shout out to uh, New Japan for coming to Vegas, man. I cannot wait for it. Shout out to you to taking the time. I'm glad that this worked out in the hotel. I know hotel Wi-Fi can be strange, so I'm glad that this worked out. And uh, guys, we'll see you guys on the next show, man. I'm gonna t- we're gonna talk about the results of the show that we're seeing tomorrow. We'll still be uh, talking about the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Super Junior Tag League, and uh, then eventually we're gonna do the next part of our 97 series. So we got a lot of content coming to you guys this way. Uh, tap on some touchdowns on the wrestling side. Yeah, uh, to PJ's point, a lot of wrestling stuff coming up. 
This show will be, will have been released prior to Monday Night Raw taking place in Greenville, South Carolina. Make sure you catch it on the USA Network if you're in the Greenville area. Uh, see if you can find some cheap tickets day of. Um, I know I did for AEW, so maybe you can luck out for Monday Night Raw. Or if you don't catch Monday Night Raw, you can always watch the Monday Night Football game where my Detroit Lions are taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Speaking of football, tomorrow I will be recording the next episode of The Cat Cave. Go find that show and follow the Keep Pounding Podcast Network wherever it is that you get your podcasts or go over to the the Tobacco Road Sports Radio YouTube channel where you can see those videos with me and Shannon Smith. And Michael Davis will be back with us at some point uh, over there on the Cat Cave where we're talking all things Carolina Panthers. And then Wednesday, we'll be live once again with Baker Bill talking all things fantasy football. Uh, We changed the format a little bit so that we won't run long as long as we have been running lately uh, so that you can get back to your Wednesday nights as you used to. For PJ Steven, it's your guy, Bill Rye. Thanks, everybody, for being a part of the show uh, and listening and tuning in. We'll see you next time right here on Tap House and Touchdowns.